Hello, my name is Andrew Gary, and welcome to Seismic Sound Off In Depth Conversations in Applied Geophysics. The April 2018 issue of The Leading Edge places a spotlight on Latin America. I am joined by Paul Cunningham and Sergio Chavez Perez. The three of us discuss the current geophysics environment in Latin America and highlight the six articles published for this special section. Paul Cunningham is co-founder and managing partner of Amigos Energy Advisors LLC, an E&P consulting venture. He has been a member of SEG since 1983 and serves as a director at large on the SEG board of directors. Sergio Chavez Perez works as a research geophysicist at the Mexican Petroleum Institute. He also serves as an associate editor of Geophysics, a reviewer for interpretation, and a team leader on the SEG Wiki Spanish translation project of Robert Sheriff's Encyclopedic Dictionary. Our conversation next. You outline in the in in your introduction some of the changes at SEG as the majority of our members now reside outside of North America. Could you elaborate on what some of those changes are as you see them? Sure. I think it uh, really it first began with acknowledgement over a decade ago that many of the SEG services were not always easily available to all our members outside of North America. Thus, we had to rethink how we operate to the benefit of our members in a global manner. Structurally, it led to the SEG opening offices in China and the Middle East in 2008 and 2012, respectively. And uh, we've also done other things such as uh, building upon the good work that the Global Affairs Committee did for the better part of two decades. We implemented regional advisory committees for different parts of the world who are tasked with guiding us in how to best serve our members in each of those particular regions. It also led to changes to numerous existing services, as well as uh, additions of new offerings, most of which are web-based, so they're available anytime, anywhere to any of our global members. These, for example, include the expansion of webinars, e-learning options, the new competency management system that was rolled out last year, podcasts such as this one, and many other offerings. It also includes examples that go back a little further in time, such as the expansion of the honorary lecture program to include uh, regional honorary lecturers. And the list goes on and on. And uh, it also includes changes that may be invisible to many of our members, but which facilitate the SEG's work on behalf of our global membership. For example, the SEG now receives payments via PayPal or the JCB card in Asia, and we continue to look at other options along these lines. It may not seem like much to some, but it actually increases the accessibility of SEG services to members from countries whose credit cards were not accepted by U.S. banks. And then another example is we've all seen an uptick in the number of members with an international background being elected to the SEG board. So these are all examples of how the SEG has become a global society, I think. It's amazing when you line up all of those changes over the years. It, it's quite a substantial change over, over that time. Bringing you into this conversation now, Sergio, how does the present economic situation in the oil and gas industry, as well as the socio-political climate, impact geophysics in Latin America? I think it is part of the, of the culture. In my experience, in most of the Latin American countries, there is much more awareness of the big influence that politicians do in economic activity. 
this is not always clearly seen, I think, in, in countries like the US or, or even sometimes in Europe. I think it, is, it really is part of the culture. So we are, because we are concerned about the political changes. And you can easily see that in, in Brazil, in, in Colombia, in Mexico, in Argentina. So when you open the, the newspapers or when you watch TV, there is always a political flavor that ends up affecting the economic activity. And most of the oil industry, for instance, that you have seen modified in, in countries like Venezuela, it, it is, of course, affected by the political situation. Anything to add there, Paul? Um, yeah, I think Sergio has captured that very well in a few short words. Um, you know, the one thing that is constant in Latin America is change. What we're seeing now is the result of not only the downturn in the oil and gas industry due to low prices over the last few years, but also some of the results due to changes in policies in various countries. I think uh, after a few years of of really difficult time for the geophysical industry in Latin America, things are finally uh, turning around. And some of that has to do with the rollback, some of the more restrictive policies implemented over the last decade in, some, in certain countries. For both of you, what is the significance of a Latin America special section in the leading edge? Well, Paul, Paul had the chance to, to contribute to this back in 2005. Uh, I was invited to do it the first time in 2009. And we follow what Paul suggested earlier. We also translated what we had, uh, I mean, the introduction to Spanish. I think the relevance, uh, from my perspective, concerning this special section is that uh, the region goes into the limelight. Suddenly you get contributions from some of the countries and some of the practitioners and researchers, and they show a bit of what they are doing. That doesn't mean that all of the contributions are from Latin Americans, but the contributions highlight activity in, in the region, in Latin America. And, and I find that, that very, very relevant, mostly if SEG is spreading its membership in, in different regions like this one. And this is a very promising region in terms of uh, geophysical activity. Yes, I would like, you know, I think uh, Sergio makes a good point. The timing of this uh, special section is, is important. Uh, it, Latin America is not only a, an active region with uh, over 1,000 SCG members and uh, over 30 student chapters, but uh, there's a lot of change going on right now. The opening of the uh, Mexican uh, oil industry a few years ago, has led to a number of, um, of bid rounds. We just had one earlier this week that was quite successful in shallow water areas. Today, as we're speaking, there is a uh, bid round going on in Brazil. And just this morning, they've already captured a record amount in bonuses for oil and gas bid rounds in Brazil. And the bid round continues. 
this afternoon. Also, the, uh, the uh, timing of this leading edge issue is interesting from the point of view that we have presidential and congressional elections in various countries in Latin America this year, uh, starting with uh, Colombia now in May, Mexico in July, and Brazil in October. As a matter of fact, there are many other elections going on in Paraguay and Venezuela and other countries. I just highlighted those first three because they're important to the oil and gas industry. But what is going to be most interesting in all these elections is that there are going to be competing um, political views from, on one side, nationalists who would like to see a repeal of some of these reforms and going back to the state-controlled oil sectors in many of these countries versus uh, more market economy-oriented candidates on the other side. So the uh, timing of this leading edge is very apropos in light of these uh, policy debates. And we also feel responsible, as we stated in the introduction, to the papers that we receive from the different, from the different countries, uh, that we feel responsible for promoting and enhancing communication, education, and outreach, despite language and cultural barriers. And I think this special issue contributes to that. The main idea is to, as I, as I mentioned earlier, to place the region into the limelight and to say something about the current work that is coming out from the professional societies, the student chapters, or the different companies and professionals doing activity in any of those countries. Usually, the main contributions come from the largest countries or the most active, like Brazil, Colombia, Argentina, and Mexico. And this time is not an exception. Uh, the contributions come essentially from Colombia, Brazil, and Argentina. And one obvious question is, why don't we have anything coming out from Mexico? And Paul just described some of the changes going on in the country. For instance, PMEX people one of the main, the main oil company in the country, were extremely busy with all these bids that took place this week. So it's not easy to get contributions when the main activity is essentially to take a turn in the bids and participate in all this economic activity. But I think it gives a, a current representation of the activity in the region. It's a good lead into the next question I had, Sergio, of how did the papers in the special section support geoscientists working in these areas and in these countries? Well, I think the, the contributions we receive highlight some of the main applications that are being carried out in Latin America, and mostly the main interest. For instance, there are contributions about the Vaca Muerta formation in Argentina, which is a really hot topic in South America, or micro-seismic studies, or anything concerning hydraulic fracturing. All those are hot topics, and they are included and mentioned in the contributions. So I think the, the special issue brings a, a source of information, an update in terms of what are the hot topics. This may end up attracting attention and more activity. I think it also highlights the applications of leading-edge technologies, not only in the U.S., as we see in diverse papers over and over again, 
but in various publications, but we also see the application of these leading edge technologies in Latin American projects. And I think we've just scratched the surface with these uh, six papers that we're publishing. For example, there's a lot more leading edge work going on in areas that haven't been highlighted in the special section, such as all the large discoveries offshore Guiana. Another thing that uh, we didn't get a chance to talk about here in, in papers, uh, but there's a lot of work going on in other areas that don't normally get a lot of publicity. For example, Uruguay, a very small country, has had uh, quite an active offshore leases, lease rounds going on for the last few years, including a lease round that's uh, upcoming in April. For both of you, have, was there any one thing or several things that surprised you in this special section, looking over the articles and looking over the submissions that came or, or maybe didn't come? You mentioned Mexico wasn't represented in these papers. Was there anything that surprised you in what you found in the special section? I think following up on uh, Serge's previous comments that in some areas, people, especially in the national oil companies like Pemex and Petrobras, have been very much involved in getting ready for some of these very large lease sales. And so this time around, we didn't have any contributions from Petrobras itself, unfortunately. But that, I think, is an indicator of how busy they are. I actually agree with that, mostly because we would expect much more interest from some of the major companies. But they all are struggling with some of the political consequences in their company. And, and you have three examples, PDVSA in Venezuela, Petrobras in Brazil, Pemex in Mexico. They, they are awfully busy and they are struggling with funding. They are struggling with, the, with ways to carry out their activities. So maybe that's, that's one of the most surprising. Uh, well, that was the biggest surprise for me as well. There was not the great interest we expected from those companies. And it is not because they don't have anything to say. It is just because this is not the right timing for them to, to say something. How do the two of you see the prospects for the Latin American geophysical community moving forward? I think that um, overall, the um, perspectives are quite good. Since the conversation so far has been primarily in the oil and gas industry, I would say that from a, uh, the geophysical industry should do relatively well in the current economic oil and gas economic scenario. Having said that, as we mentioned earlier, there is still a large degree of uncertainty for the industry in the region due to politics and policies that may result from changes uh, from the presidential and congressional elections. Having said that, we see a large number of investments still going on in Brazil, in Mexico, in Guyana, in Colombia, and other areas, and uh, to a very large extent in the Vaca Muerta Formation in Argentina. And uh, that is because I think most of the uh, 
major exploration companies, whether domestic or international, uh, think that investments will continue despite potential changes in policies. I think I, I will take advantage of this to also advertise Paul wrote for the president's page. I think uh, what he described is, is nicely, nicely summarized in his introduction. Um, in previous meetings of the Latin America Advisory Committee and some other launches from the Global Affairs Committees, uh, people like Paul has mentioned that, say, Mexico is a shining star in Latin America. And it is, uh, it is true so far. There is lots of people being attracted to participate in Mexico. Uh, once the political instabilities uh, get solved, there will be more activity in Brazil, much more in Colombia, and, and this should be reflected in professional activity, not only for, for the experienced professionals, but also for students, which is, in, in my view, one of the main strengths coming out from Latin America is from all these youngsters available, some of them highly educated, some of them uh, hungry for knowledge, some of them really motivated, but without too many options to do what they, what they were trained for. So from, in, in that perspective, I'm, I'm still optimistic. So we have lots of people unemployed because of the downturn that we all have experienced in the past uh, four or five years. But uh, I'm still optimistic. I think the region will catch up. And, and hopefully, mostly thinking about the, the young professionals, they will find more and more activity. I would like to add to that that I think there's also room for optimism for the geophysical industry overall. Uh, also coming from the mining sector, which has not been immune from the extreme price fluctuations of the last few years for commodities, but uh, there is a demand for geophysical technology applied to mining. And then there's also the growth of the near-surface sector of geophysics uh, in the region. A lot of it is being applied for geotechnical work, um, for applied to water resources. Uh, hydrogeophysics, I think, is a growth area as the search for potable water in Latin America continues unabated, as in many other parts of the world uh, that are threatened by drought. What do you all hope the readers of this special section take away? I think they can easily get a glimpse of some of the main activities in in Latin America, and some of the hot topics. It is a very partial glimpse, but uh, you can get a quick idea of why it is important to go to Latin America, to work in Latin America, or even to study in Latin America. Yeah, I, I agree. I think this is a very small but interesting glimpse into the activities in Latin America, the applications of leading-edge technologies, and uh, as an example, three of the six papers highlight the Vaca Muerta Formation, which has attracted a lot of attention and investment over the past couple of years since the uh, market administration in Argentina has made it a lot easier to invest in that country. 
And one has to keep in mind that Vaca Muerta is one of the larger sail plays in the world, uh, not only in terms of extent, but as well as potential reserves. So I think the fact that is highlighted by the fact that half our papers are devoted to this play. Is there any other final thoughts you would like to, to leave our listeners? Maybe something I didn't ask or something, final comments you would like to share? Yeah, I would like to talk about uh, one of the topics you'd originally brought up is about the geocidists without borders uh, and its activities in Latin America. Absolutely. So geocidists without borders, or GWB as we call it, has been one of the great SEG success stories, I think, and is now celebrating its 10th year. I think the projects GWB has sponsored in Latin America and the Caribbean are a great example of the global reach of this program and the SEG's social contribution. Examples of this type of project sponsored by the GWB in the region include a large number of disaster preparedness projects, such as volcano preparedness in Nicaragua and Guatemala, landslide monitoring in Peru and Brazil, earthquake preparedness in Haiti and Jamaica. In fact, the work in Haiti led to the identification of movement on faults that hadn't been recognized before. Other examples include a number of water-related projects in Peru, Argentina, Honduras, and now in Bolivia, which is ongoing. And the interest uh, in these types of projects just continues to grow. For example, just now in 2018, GWB received a record number of proposals for projects worldwide, including four of which are in uh, Latin America, specifically in Argentina, Colombia, Mexico, and Guatemala. So... uh, I think that not only has GWB had a positive impact in the region, its mission to use a pledge of physics for the betterment of mankind will continue to grow, not only here but worldwide. And I would like to take this opportunity to encourage any of our listeners to contribute to this effort by making a donation to the GWB on its webpage. That's a great reminder, Paul, and we'll have a link in our show notes to donate as well to GWB. Any final thoughts, Sergio? Perhaps the only final thought that I may have is that I'm very glad to see a special issue like this coming out. I think it is something SEG should be proud of, the fact that we are using the main tools from SEG, which are the journals, to spread the word about the main activities of of the members. And that's why the, the main topic of the leading edge usually rotates from one topic to the other. So this time it is pretty relevant that we are able to focus on one of the most relevant regions in, in, the, in the planet. And, uh, and this enhances uh, our, our way of uh, spreading technical communication, spreading uh, most of the aims that we all... This is why most of us do service for SEG. We want to communicate uh, what the members are doing. And I think that's, uh, that's something that we all should be proud of, that we are able to spread the word about this region. I agree. This, it's a great opportunity to be able to highlight the work that our colleagues uh, are carrying out in uh, Latin America. I also would like to emphasize that the SCG is a member-driven society. And... So I would like to reach out to all our members in Latin America and remind them that uh, we are here to uh, serve them in terms of 
uh, courses and workshops and uh, any other type of vets that they may be interested in. And uh, they, they can reach out directly to the SCG uh, by email, to staff, to the board members, or even to the regional advisory committee that we have. There are members of the regional advisory committee are posted on our SCG webpage. And we'd be glad to hear from all of them. We have another final, final comment. Just to show you the interest that we're having at SCG concerning some of the things we use described in the, in the in conversation. During the SEG meeting this year, there will be a special session on the business of applied geophysics for the same, from the same region. We, we intend to, to carry out one of these typical business of applied geophysics special sessions. And in this case, Mexico will be catching up lots of attention this year, and in particular during this year's annual meeting in Anaheim, California. Well, thank you both. And it's a good reminder about Anaheim and, and how you can get involved now and, and support the work Sergio and, and many others are doing. So again, thank you for this conversation today. And I, I appreciate your work on behalf of the SEG. Okay, thank you. Thank you, Sergio. Thank you, Paul. Thank you, Andrew. At seg.org slash podcast, you will find the show notes and links to the April articles. Subscribers can read the full articles online and abstracts are always free. If you enjoy the show, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcast. Your review helps others find the show. Subscribe to Seismic Sound Off on the podcast app of your choice to receive the latest episodes first. Seismic Sound Off is sponsored by the SEG Wiki and the SEG Wiki Spanish Translation Project. The SEG Wiki Spanish Translation Project is accepting new volunteers to translate Robert Sherris Encyclopedic Dictionary. Thus far, 62 contributors have translated 4,962 words, completing 73% of the dictionary. Help us complete the translation of SEG's best-selling book. Visit the SEG Wiki at wiki.seg.org to sign up to participate. Original music by Zach Bridges. This episode was produced by Isaac Farley and hosted, edited, and produced by me, Andrew Gary. Thank you to Steve Brown for his assistance. Thank you for listening. This is Seismic Sound Off, signaling off. Seismic Sound Off.